the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. It's Thursday. You know that means it's the date day edition of the program, and I'm sitting across from the most beautiful girl in the world. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life today, especially for you ladies. Paul is here to answer whatever's going on in your life. All you have to do is pick up the phone call and dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. As always, if you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. Everything else will be hands for You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sweetie. You got a tough show today. Well, I'm going to start off with some announcements first. Okay. Okay, so. Um, hi, everybody. Glad to be back. Okay, so that was sweet, right? Hello, <laughs> from the most beautiful girl in the world. Um, so next Wednesday, Pastor Ron, because, you know, a week from today is graduation. So next Wednesday, you know, for the show, you're going to have the seniors <laughs> on here with you. And that's always, you know, sometimes they look like deer in a headlight, even though they know the show is coming. I don't, I don't think most of this class, they're pretty tech savvy and yeah. media savvy so it'll be fun yeah it'll be fun this is our first class in all of these years where each student is a born again christian yeah. one fairly recently but she was won over by the love of christ and just an amazing story so uh, so that's next wednesday and then next friday you'll have those graduates because they will graduate on thursday you'll have the graduates here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, um, you know, with everything we do here being free, the school was the was the first thing. Um, the kids have really benefited, and and they will take time to share with the body at large how much they appreciate all that they've done. Yeah, you know, it's it's a um, a good night for me. I enjoy listening to the kids. I've watched them grow up. Uh, most of them, yeah. I think the majority of them since the, when they were born. Yeah, I have a picture of these kids in kindergarten, and there were 10 kids in that class. Seven of those 10 are graduating. Yeah. The other three, you know, some are military, some just move and, mm-hmm. you know, but seven of no. the 10 original. Yeah, and, you know, we, since we never asked for money and 
the school costs a lot. Um, you know, it's it's a chance for the, the body here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Uh, they're the ones that make the free school and the free doctor's office and all the other stuff that we do. They're the ones that make it possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll revert to my old business terms. It's sort of like they can see the return on their investment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's like what a great investment they made because these kids have grown up. They've just done such a great job. And, um, you know, we just get to see them. I'm excited about it. Yeah. It, it's so encouraging because, you know, we live in this broken, broken world. And to see some of these kids who live in that world, and yet they've been taught about God. And, and the, the youth pastors that we have, especially the ones we have right now, have, have really taken great pains to like scenarios of the world and how to answer lovingly but answer firmly and to know that they can have the courage to walk away from things that they know are wrong. Yeah. I'm, it's just, I'm and, so excited. You know, a lot of these kids are involved in, in uh, our chapel worship uh, at the academy. They're involved in worship here at church. I think all of them that I'm aware of, they serve in other ministries uh, with littler kids. I, I love the older kids and the the, the the care they take of the little ones. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when a senior walks into a first grade or second grade class, they're like the rock stars. Oh, yeah. You know, when, yeah. Hey. But, but they're ministering <laughs> to those kids and sharing with them you know here's the experience that we've we've been able to be blessed by so i'm just really excited you know uh paul and you know this better anybody this is the uh this the week that we're in currently and next week two busiest weeks of the year for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and it's just like constant running um on wednesday we'll take the seniors out on the, we we like to do that every year mm-hmm. and then come back for the radio program but tuesday night is the high school awards banquet uh thursday night is graduation uh this coming saturday is our k through 8 award ceremony yeah, here yeah. Uh, at the church mm-hmm. so it's just go 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 yeah. and i used to handle a lot better than i do now but i used to be young <laughs> and vibrant and i'm not anymore but it's just it's just really really a blessing to 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 just let the lord show us what he's done mm-hmm. and we've been able to be a part of it yeah you know, that's a neat thing. That's a great thing. Okay, and then the third thing I want to announce is um, for the next two Monday nights, we will not be having, you know, studies here. Um, it's it's graduation times. Everybody's busy. And then the yeah. next one is, I think, what is it called? Memorial. Yeah, Memorial Day that Monday, the 29th. So we'll, we won't be having studies on those two Mondays. But then on uh, June 5th, we will start our Sweet Summer Devotion studies and that's from genesis sixteen thirteen, where it says speaking hagar the god who sees me and she says i now see the one see the one who sees me and so i'm excited about that one as well we're going to start that and the list of ladies most of them have never spoken in public and yet they're nervous and excited at the same time and now some of them are even telling me I can see why God told you to pick me, because the Lord has been working. You know, it's funny to me, Paula, we, we put a big picture, a poster, mm-hmm. and their pictures are on that poster, yeah. you know, just letting people know the Sweet Summer Devotion Series. It's a big deal here. We get lots yeah. and lots of ladies who yeah. come, but but the, their pictures are on it, and it's like when the ladies saw their picture, it's like, oh, this is real. This is really happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I asked some No of turning things. back. No turning back. I asked somebody last night, I said, so are you getting ready? Mm-hmm. And she just gave me that look, like her face, all the blood rushed out of her face. Aww. And Yeah. So, so you know, it, it's it's good nerves. Yeah. And they're excited because for a lot of them, it's the first time God's ever used them. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the neat things of the Sweet Summer Devotion series. For the ladies who will be there listening, um, it's always like, well, well I didn't know. I, I, I thought... Everything went well in your life, and I, you know, you're so godly now, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and um, it's a great testimony to how the Lord has put His hand on these ladies mm-hmm. and brought them to this place. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited about yeah, it. Me too. Um, and then one other thing before I get to my question that was asked me, and how it'll probably take up the whole time. Um, but today at our pancake place, we saw 
well, our our waitress, new lady, real nice, but she messed up. She mixed up the the bill. She gave us a bill for a lady who was sitting by herself, and and then she gave that lady our bill. Well, there's two of us, only one of her, so. Uh, our bill was going to be a little bit. We should have snuck out really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have had four flat tires trying to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> oh, but that's just not our style. No. So her name is Jasmine. She was the cutest thing. Uh, had the little braids, and then she had like two uh, little poofy braid things on each side of her head. Just, just cute. And she... Um, Works for the Air Force and, in and logistics. You, yeah, and she 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 was dressed like she was just coming back from the gym. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know that she was military and things. Oh, yeah, but she's no, in we the couldn't Air tell Force, that yeah. at all. You're right. You're right. But just cute. And I said, so what branch? Uh, she said, I work. I'm in the military. So I was asking her at the end, what branch? She said the Air Force. And I said, uh, what do you do? She goes, I'm in the logistics. Boy, I took my hand immediately on her forehead. I said, give me some. You must, you're smart. <laughs> and she just started cracking up. But, yeah, just a sweetheart of a, of a, I would call her a girl because she's, like, probably 20s, early, like mid-20s or something. I don't know. But, anyway, it was really, really good to meet her. And uh, I'm hopeful we'll get to see her and maybe some of you will get to meet her. See, it just, it just proves that you've got to keep your eyes open when you're out. Yeah. Because there's always people that will enrich your life and mm-hmm. be a blessing to you. Mm-hmm. And when we only got to talk to her for a few minutes, um, you know, it was just really, really nice to be able to, to uh, I, she's fairly new back in San Antonio mm-hmm. because she'd been stationed elsewhere. Yeah. And uh, so we got we got a chance and to. she's a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you know, I'm excited to get to meet her. If she helps family in town, okay. But if she doesn't. Maybe I could be Mama Paula. <laughs> I'm always looking for more kids, right? <laughs> Single barren woman. You know it. That's right. That's what God told me. So, okay. So here's my question that I was asked. How do you love the unlovable? And this lady looked at me. She's so cute. She says, you've had lots of practice. I said, yes, I have. Now, but, see, I resemble that. Yeah, you do. Because she was talking about me. Oh, no. <laughs> You had a lot of practice loving me when I was unlovable. That's true. You're right. I think that's what you meant. You think? Yeah. I didn't take it that way. Ron the jerk. Oh, well, maybe so. I'll have yeah. to ask her. <laughs> I'll have to ask her. Did you, mean, did you mean him? Because I was thinking, yeah, remember, I'm the one who used to pray, okay, Lord, 30 people. 30 people. That's a big enough church. 30 people, and he didn't listen. So 100 people. Okay, that's enough. And he still didn't listen. So I thought that's what she meant. You know, Paula, I remember. <laughs> and, and let me say this, too, because uh, what I'm going to say is, just like, looking back, on Wednesday oh, yeah, the that 31st. Was, I, I skipped that one, didn't yeah. I? Was, on Wednesday the 31st, mm-hmm. it's our 28th birthday as a church. Yeah. And uh, because it's a church night, I feel like the Lord wants us to, to share. So Paula and I are both going to share uh, about the things that God is doing. You know, in our Bible study last night, um, sort of the thematic uh, of Ezra is the the gracious hand of our God was upon him, and um, and and I believe the Lord wants us to share all the times. And we can't do all the times because it's twenty eight years worth of stuff. We got forty five minutes. <laughs> That's but, like some of those kids at graduation. You know, yeah, they, they got five minutes, <laughs> yeah. but they went all the way back to kindergarten. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're we're, we're going to share just our our story, our the, the times that we've seen the the gracious hand of God upon us. And uh, so, so I'll announce it again next week. But, but uh, on the thirty-first of May, mm-hmm. that's actually the, the 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 anniversary of our very first Bible study uh, here in San Antonio, Texas. Wow, wow. that's amazing. Okay, so that's back a, to your point. Okay, so how do you love the unlovable? Lovable? You've had lots of practice, and so immediately the scriptures came to my mind: John three sixteen. You know, for God to love the world. I mean, all the people of the world that he gave his one and only son. And then because, really, I'm not the one doing the loving. It's it's Jesus, that Romans 5, 5, love of God, which has been, should have brought in my heart. And I have to go to that well quite often because, um, and this is kind of, you say this, and it's a, a real relief at times, but I don't like everybody. You know, I don't like them all, 
But the Lord says, I want you to love them. And sometimes over these many years of just loving people and finding out why they are the way they are, then I do kind of start liking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I think one of the first things that we have to do is be real about this because people um, are, are uh, they're, they're in our face sometimes. Um, they're completely different. They live different lifestyles. They have different uh, values or no values at all. Um, uh, there are people that are unlikable. Um, but as Christians, we can't have the, the privilege of not loving them. They're the object of our ministry and not the enemy of our ministry. And too many of us, Paula, as Christians, we, we treat people that we don't like as though they're our enemies. And that just can't be. Now, they can make us an enemy, but we can't make them an enemy. We've always got to guard our heart Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. And I think, um, I hope being being that real uh, will help somebody sort of be relieved and say, well, you know, I don't like them and I don't feel guilty about it. Um, But 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 then then we have to to proactively love them because it's God's kindness that leads to repentance and people that are, are enemies of God, uh, they, they need to, to experience the kindness of God so they can say, hey, that's different. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, you know, you think about 1 Corinthians 13, you know, love is patient, love is kind, and the list goes on. Um, keeps no record of wrongs. Keeps no record of wrongs, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, I read somewhere, because Paula is not all that patient. Paula is not always kind. Paula doesn't, I mean, Paula does keep record of wrongs sometimes. And so when they, when she was asking me, how do you love the unlovable? I don't. I have to get out of the way. Paula has to get out of the way so that the Lord can, can love them through me. Um, finding out again why people are the way they are, you know, praying for people. Um, I was telling you earlier, this past Sunday, man, this past Sunday, I'm on the worship team, and, you know, I'm paying attention. I, I, I take notes every service, but I think it was second service. Yeah, it was definitely second service where the Lord had to pinpoint something in in me. And I don't have, you know, you were talking about uh, get over our prejudices and our, our, prior, our biases. And I'm thinking, well, you know, we had International Day. I'm Mama Paula to everybody. And so it's not racist. Or anything like that. I could have I could have wore something from India, you know, um, but this year I, I was I was African. Um, in previous years I've been Indian. In other situations I've been Hispanic, you know, wearing my clothes to represent. So it's not that. But I had I have an issue with people who lead other people's astray on purpose, telling them that what God's word says about certain things. Oh, that's not true anymore. You know, God is love, like we were talking about, and He'll be—he's okay with whatever you do and however you talk and those kind of things. I don't even want to pray for them. And the Lord was saying, "Hello," you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> um, as long as there's breath, there's hope. Because you got to remember that scripture too. Such were some of you. Um, and man, it was like. Oh, I got to sing now, you know, <laughs> and so it was a quick um, pointing out of that, that but, spot in my heart. You told me this morning, you said that, that you probably should have come right off the worship stage and down and, and to the invitation. Yeah, sit right in front of you and you would have hardened. said, what is going on with you, you know? <laughs> I thought you were saved already. You know, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, being saved doesn't mean I'm perfect. Nobody is, so we can... The Lord wants to continually cleanse those things in our hearts so that when we get to heaven, um, there's less to burn up. <laughs> okay, let, let me challenge you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my example is always the Apostle Paul. Okay. Um, Jews that were laying traps for him, Jews that were trying to kill him, Jews that were chasing um, him uh, out of every city that he went in to do something for the Lord. Mm-hmm. And in Romans chapter 9, the first five verses, the Apostle Paul says... I would give my my place in heaven 
if only my brothers the Jews would believe. Now, um, that's an impossible statement. And and we would look at it and say, oh, Paul is just using hyperbole. But he's not. He It's a triple, I call it the triple oath affirmation. He says, um, um, I, I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. The Holy Spirit affirms it. So over and over and over, his heart was... Um, he would, if if it were possible, he would have given his place in heaven for the people that were causing him the most pain, physically, emotionally, and certainly the most trouble spiritually, and leading people astray who'd come to faith under Christ's ministry. So, um, with that example, Paula, how do you love people that are difficult to love? Well, um, I've had. A lot of experience, like this girl was asking. Um, the Lord says, I want you to do unto others as you have them do unto you. So instead of retaliating or, you know, and getting revenge, it's like, okay, let me let me take a minute. Let me take a minute. And I, 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 I fail quite often, but let me take a minute. Because he does say in, um, I think it is, uh, Proverbs nineteen eleven: A man's wisdom gives him patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. So, and I say this saying a lot too. In light of eternity, does what just happened or what was said really matter? If you really think about it uh, deeply, and a lot of times I have to go into my bedroom or I have to think about what just took place and say, "Can you forgive?" and move on thinking about Paul saying he'd give his very place in heaven of course like you say we know that is true I'm just praising the Lord that that was not a possibility because I'm not sure if I I would say no but you know um, in Galatians it says live by the spirit walk in the spirit you won't gratify the desires of the flesh my flesh says this is my place, and I'm going to heaven. I hope you make it. Um, but I'm not as spiritual as Paul. No sense in me lying. <laughs> well, and, and that's the point of me using him as an example, because we're, we're not. And, and Paul even describes himself as a wretched man You know, when he's struggling against his flesh. Mm-hmm. So the idea is how do we overcome the flesh in a situation like that? You know, Paula, we pray for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, the mm-hmm. angry all the time. Yeah. And then when God brings those people, sometimes they're really irritating. Yeah. And, and, and some of them are very needy and yeah. clingy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't mean this to sound like I'm somebody important because I'm certainly not. But, you know, at the end of services, we have a very limited amount of time between services. And there are always people that come forward and just want to sort of vent, and, and they're needy. Same people often mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. And we're looking to talk to people that we don't know, mm-hmm. uh, people that are, are visiting or people that look like they're they're hurting or something. And and it's easy to get irritated. You know, it's easy to say, well, wait a minute, I, this is not a counseling session, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and people just don't say um, whatever they have to say and then go on. It's it, it's a conversation. So we've got to we got to move outside of ourselves. What Paul says: It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. For I have been crucified with Christ, and we've got to do that. And again, you said it earlier, but I'll say it again: um, We realize that people are the way they are for a reason, yeah. and these are the people that God has entrusted to us. And the moment that we, and I want every Christian in this audience to, to hear this, because the moment we, we let something that we don't like or someone we don't like offend us or, 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 or we, we get defensive, um, we're no longer usable by the Lord yeah. in that person's life and in many cases in other people's lives. Yeah. It's a continual dying to self, um, that's for sure. Lord, you know, I mean, some, there's some been so many times, Ron, when either the phone would ring or a text now, a text now comes or people, you know, come and they'll say, can you do this? Can you come? Can you pray for me? I just want to go get something to eat and take a nap, you know, especially after third service. By the time that people come to third service, I have to really, really, really regroup um, because I, I, I'm kind of spent. You know, I mean, it's excited. Uh, the Holy Spirit's 
been working through all three services, but once the third service is over, my mind says, because my body's starting to get a little tired, because I'm not as young as I used to be. <laughs> I, I just need something to eat, and I need to maybe just let my let the noise be done for a little while. But that doesn't always happen. So it's, okay, Lord, you are the strength in my heart. You 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 are the one who gives me the mind of Christ. So I have to call upon the Lord to help me with that because I do, especially if it's the same people each time. But the thing is, that's when they come to church. They come to church third service for a reason, and they know the reason. Um, but Jesus, he, he said, yeah, I will not Paul, that was Paul, but Jesus came to serve and not be served. And if I have the attitude of, hey, look, do you know I come to third, all three services, I'm tired, I'm ready to go, have that kind of attitude, that's not the Lord. And so I have to, okay, Lord, here we go. And then, what, what did he say? When the disciples came back, he goes, they said, Jesus, why aren't you hungry? He says, my food is to do the will of the Father who sent me. And he was invigorated and that's what happened we've got 30 minutes left in the date day show we'd love your calls questions or comments 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR this is the word to stand up for life we'll be back in two minutes To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our Date Day show, 340-9585. That's area code 210 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, we're talking about how to love unlovable people. Mm-hmm. And um, you mentioned in the first half of the program, Romans 5, 5, that the, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So so the mechanism is there, the, the ability to love the unlovable. But let's talk about how to do it practically, because what do, you, what do you do when that person's walking at you and that person just wants to soak up your time, they're very needy, or maybe they're complainers, people that are constantly complaining, and and especially in a day at church, you know, I'm not, I don't let people complain, Mm -hmm. because we're there to worship God. Mm -hmm. So, so practically, um, share your heart. How do you love people that are difficult to love? Yeah, it is difficult. Um, What I really try to do, and I think we do it very well here, not just you and me, but um, our staff as well. Um, I'll pray for you. You know, now's not the time. You know, um, quite a few times I've said, let's make an appointment. And those appointments, sometimes they don't ever come about because the people are at church and it's, they want to, you know, and I try to be kind, um, they want to talk about their stuff when they want to talk about it. And between services or even before services, it's not the time. And so I'll say, well, I can call you later or let me pray for you real quick because, one, I'm on the worship team today. i got to go. Um, or it's between services and there's so many other people that I, I need to talk to. We could, let's, And I go out to lunch with people quite often um, and we talk, but... I've had I've had a couple of people, Ron, for one lady in particular for twenty years. She would every time we met, it was about the same thing, and you know I love her. She knows I do um, because I would take the time. But it got to a place where this is what I would ask her: Is this the same subject that we always talk about? And she had to be honest, you know. And she would say, "Yeah." I said, "Well, we've already talked all about that, and so um, not this time." But I think that was loving because it it forces people to go to Jesus because, you know, to hold on to you or to me or anybody, um, 
is not the answer. We're not the source. We can't fix it until our job is to lead the people to Jesus himself. Um, and again, that's our job. And so that's that's kind of what I do. Um, I'm thinking about uh, Vanessa, lost, hurting, broken, confused, fearful, and angry. And she just did not understand, what do you have to be so happy about, you know, to me? Push me in the chest, push me up against the wall, um, and no retaliation. Uh, just, she you could tell she was hurting and broken, and it's like, I'm going to heaven and I don't deserve to. That was my answer. Um, and I, Jesus loves me, and he loves you, and he sent me here to tell you that. She wasn't hearing it, but... You don't give up. You don't give up. You just, I know you're hurting. We want to help. Um, I'm going to be here. And I told her one time, you you can't offend me. You know, I'm just, I'm going to be here. She wasn't needy. She didn't want anything from anybody. <laughs> so I didn't, she wasn't even on that list of neediness. Um, but she was told, she was in a, an abusive marriage, and she had been told that God hates, God hates divorce. You know, you got to stick it out kind of a thing. And who would want that kind of a a God who, who would just let you stay in a place of being tormented? And we were able to share with her, who told you that kind of a thing? No, no, no. What's your participation in that marriage? So just teaching her God's word and God's character, his ways, um, she's started to, you know, the shoulders go down and she would, she started to listen after, after some time. Um, and now the person that she kind of hated me, she loves me. And she's turned into a 24 year employee. Oh my goodness. The, Amazing. <clears throat> Amazing. Well, what let's, God take has a, done. let's take a break. We got Ruben on the line. Ruben from Seguin. Thank you for calling Ruben. You're on the air. Ruben, did we lose you? Okay, Ruben. Uh, Paula, one thing, what, I, what I'm getting at more is not just identifying the problem. I mean, everybody has people in their life that drive them crazy. Okay. And what we want to do is be usable uh, in that person's life. We want to love them, and the way we love them is to lead them to Christ, all those things you point out. How do we get to the place where when we see that person coming, instead of our flesh just going, oh, not again, mm-hmm. how do we get to the place where we can give them a hug and and we know that our heart truly and, and only wants the best for that person? And, and obviously, you and I talk about this a lot, um, we've got to start praying for them. Mm-hmm. And, and it can't be just, um, um, you know, Lord... Um, I'm praying for patience. I'm praying for strength, Lord. Put a smile on my face. No, it's, it's Lord, I want to love them the way you do. And the only way that happens, it's a supernatural transaction, and the only way that happens is by praying for them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, as I've said in the past, you got to pray through clenched teeth. But the reality is that when you're praying for them, the Holy Spirit is doing a work in your heart and and a time comes, and usually it's not a really long time, but a time comes when you, you're praying for them and you realize that, hey, I really do want them. Mm-hmm. I really do right want the best. Mm-hmm. I really do want the best for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's when God is able to affect a change. But before he will change anybody on the outside, that change has to start with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember, again, on the worship team. And this lady had come a couple times and, you know, she had kind of used and abused me, you know, come over to my house. And then she, I wasn't there 10 minutes and she left, called me to let me know something happened. Can you babysit my kids? <laughs> a couple of hours later, well, I went home. I was so mad. But her kids were needy, too, and just prayed for her and prayed for her. Well, she asked me to do it, you know, come over again you know, I'm praying, and the Lord told me to go ahead and go. It happened again, you know. But you're right, just starting to pray for her, and the Lord gave me his heart for her. You know, she was needy, 
and she just didn't have very many friends. And she was one of those where she was a big complainer, and her kids and her house was a mess. Um, she doesn't come here any longer. I think they moved. Um, but the Lord just said, you're being like me now, Paula. You're being like me. People could take advantage of, you know, because I use that phrase. He told me a long time ago, hands down, heart open, means you're going to be vulnerable and you're going to be hurt, going to be taken advantage of. He goes, but is that okay with you? And so you, you start praying for people. You get the heart of God. And like you're saying, he always changes us first or me first. Um, and when I would see that lady. Judge, judgment begins in the house of God. Yeah. And when I would see her, Ron, before they moved out of city or state, I would see her every once in a while. And the Lord had just given me such compassion for her that it was easy to forgive and forget kind of a thing. Is that making sense? Yeah. I just think what we've got to do is we've got to be usable. And if we're setting up boundaries, mm-hmm. um, it, barriers, barriers is a better word than boundaries. If we're setting up barriers, um, then we're, we're saying, okay, Lord, I want to be used, but not with this person or not with that person. Mm-hmm. And we've really got to be careful about that because we remove ourselves from the place where God can use us. Yeah. Paula, we've got Reuben back on the line. Reuben, thank you for calling back. You're on the air. God bless you, Mama Paul and Pastor Ron. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you fine now, baby. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, thank you all for obliging me. Um, I have a quick question, Pastor uh, Pastor Ron. Um, the seven deadly sins. Gluttony is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just going through them today as I was reading, I just... Uh, and then I don't know if it was just me or just the enemy putting things back in my mind again with legalism and all, but um, it took me back to the time when, and I didn't, I don't know why, I don't like remembering when I was deep stuck in depression. Um, I I uh, comfort ate, I think that's pronounced yep. the correct word. I comfort ate a lot. Um, would that equate to gluttony? Well, yeah, you know, Reuben, one of the, and this is one of the sins that that we don't talk about a lot. I mean, when, one of the things about teaching the Bible, the way we teach it, verse by verse, uh, you're going to talk about these things. But you know, the 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 fruit of the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit, is self control, and 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 the reason that's such a sin, comfort eating, is such a sin, is because Jesus wants to be your source of comfort. Uh, he he wants us to run to him, and when we run to food instead, well, obviously it's bad for our bodies physically, but when we run to to food or we run to other people, we run to other sources of comfort, um, Jesus is saying, "Hey, I'm the only one that can help you. I'm here for you. Let me demonstrate." The Holy Spirit, one of His names, is the Comforter, and by definition, when we run to food in this particular case for comfort. Um, we're walking in the flesh. We're gratifying the flesh instead of walking in the spirit and reaping benefit from the spirit. So, yeah, it's something that we don't talk about a lot. You know, we live in a culture where the minute you say something to somebody about their their health in terms of being overweight, oh, you're fat shaming me and I can be proud of the way I am. You know, we've got to, and I'm just going to be real here, we've got to get back to the place where we understand that being uh, over uh, overweight is not healthy, and it's it's no longer acceptable to say that. And we've got the responsibility of taking care of our bodies. Now, Reuben, I don't know how much of my my testimony you've heard, but uh, I'm saying that as a formerly obese man, I've gone all the way from obese now to chubby. So that's okay. But um, um, when when I got saved, I was m- morbidly obese. And um, um, the very first thing the Lord spoke to my heart uh, that, that I, I was able to discern, this was from the Spirit of God, was he said to me, get your body in shape. I've got work to do and I've got plans for you, but you have to be alive. And so it's really important that we understand uh, the need to take care of ourselves 
uh, in terms of, of our physical health, um, smoking, drinking, eating too much, the things that would compromise our ability to serve the Lord. Uh, those are things, Reuben, that we need to practice self-control. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is the only source of self-control. So I think that's that's really something we've got to understand, even in the face of the culture that now uh, says, no, you got to take accept everybody for the way they are and who they are, um, when the Bible says, no, we can't stay the way we are. So I, I think that's really, really important. Paula, while Ruben was on the line, we had a call uh, caller with a question to the studio, Pablo. He said, I'm trying to take people to service. The people that, that he's taking drink a lot. They step outside during church to drink. What should he do? Um, let me address as a pastor. We had somebody who was in here in the church uh, on Sunday who they came in and, um, you know, sort of caused a commotion a little bit when they walked in. They weren't being quiet or anything and came to the front. And they sat down, and then they got up 10 minutes later and went back outside. I think in this case, Pablo, um, when you're telling people about Jesus and you're bringing them to church, and God bless you for doing that, tell them that there needs to be a healthy fear of God. So when you come to church, come sober. You know, you can't talk to people that are drunk. You can't make sense to them. Um, and you probably shouldn't even try. Let them know God loves you. I'm going to be praying for you. But if you're going to come to church, and I really want you to come to church, I'll sit by you. I'll introduce you to people. But come sober. Now, if you're going to go drink after, then that's what you do. But come to church sober because this is a place where we meet God. And when we're meeting God, we need to be serious because this is serious business. In many cases, it's a difference between heaven or hell. And that's really, really an important thing, Pablo. Very good practical question. Okay, Paula, back okay. to where you were going. Your question at the <clears throat> end, uh, I didn't really finish because you were asking about those people that are coming to you. Um, do I walk down the other aisle? Do I turn and run? Um, that's my flesh that wants to a lot. Um, but a lot of times I'll just... I go to them and say, hi, make sure they see me, um, and glad you're here, but then I move on. I can't, you know, there's some people that, in the past, who just wanted to hold onto my hand, or they would, they would hold me like I can't move, and they would be the same people if I was talking to someone else, that they would come up and just interrupt. And so, it's just a matter of of loving them and training, just like with with your own kids, you know. Excuse me, I'm I'm talking to this person right now. Um, I'll be with you in a minute. So it's just a matter of of loving correction. Yes, so. and it's not loving to let them continue yeah. to 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 behave that way. Yeah. Um, you know, the, on our list, the lost, hurting, the hungry, the needy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that just are craving attention. They don't get any at home. They don't get any at work. Um, you know, they're sort of um, always trying to draw attention, always trying to get the conversation back to them. And um, training them is the loving thing to do. Yeah. But but avoiding them is unloving. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing the Lord trained me to do in that case is um, for those same said people, um, you know, I'm, I'm about meeting new people. Um, so you can come with me. Or what I to do is you go down that row and you find somebody new, get their name and and talk to them. I'm going to go on this aisle. So it involves them. Um, so they're more a part of the church and part of the ministry of you've been coming here a long time. This is your church. Go invite somebody else that this will be their church too. So it kind of gives them kind of like the sweet summer devotions. You know, some of these ladies have never spoken before. They've never been used by the Lord before. And that way, those that are so needy get the focus off themselves. Go invite somebody else. Yeah. And, and that's really the antidote to neediness. Yeah. When people start serving, when mm-hmm. they start looking out instead of looking in, yeah. um, they find the fulfillment mm-hmm. that they never found when by, by trying to have all the attention focused on them. Yeah. And and at the wall, when we realize the loss, the hurting, 
um, th- those are people that there's deep pain in. Yeah. I mean, the things that have happened to them over their whole lives, yeah. um, those kind of things. Uh, I remember not too long ago, um, I was talking about uh, how unforgiveness quenches the spirit and how unforgiveness is keeping your prayers from being heard and answered by the Lord. Mm-hmm. How unforgiveness is, is, is developing a root of bitterness in our hearts. And uh, a lady came up to me after the service and she said, you have no idea what you're asking when you're asking me to forgive people. Mm-hmm. And I said, you've been forgiven. But how could I forgive? And I said, how's it working out for you? Yeah. And so that kind of direction is what's needed. Mm-hmm. And when we who claim to be mature Christians, when we're holding on to unforgiveness, when we look at somebody and we're trying to avoid them, um, the Holy Spirit's going to keep knocking on that door because he wants to use you in their lives the way that you, you mentioned Vanessa earlier, mm-hmm. um, the way God used you in Vanessa's life. Uh, every time she looked at you, and this is the source of her anger, she was looking in a mirror. And instead of seeing another angry person, she was seeing somebody with the light of Christ. And eventually that light became so attractive to her that she became light. I never forget the time that you took her to a women's retreat that you did in Idaho. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was excited because she wanted to go see this football stadium yeah. with the blue grass. That's right. We got on the field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, um, you took a, a big blown up picture of her driver's license before yep. Christ. Yep. And then you had another picture I of still her have it. after yep. when the light of the Lord came, yep. came in. And the, I mean, it was death. <laughs> In one picture and life in the other picture. And it was a wonderful thing. And I, I think when she saw it, it startled her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's really important that we are available to the Lord. And any time that we are avoiding somebody or the question that you were asked, how do you love unlovable people? Um, sometimes it's with direct confrontation in love yeah. and, and with kindness, but being direct. Yeah. Patience, um, kindness, and yeah. firmness. Yep. Yeah. And, and other times, it's, it's with, with uh, empathy. Um, I understand why you are the way you are, yeah. but, but you can't remain the way you are yeah. because God has so much more for you. Yeah. And, and a lot of times those approaches are, are taken the wrong way by people who are angry. But the Holy Spirit is always there to knock on the door of their heart and yeah. use them yeah. when the process comes. Yeah. I've had several women, you know, over the years say, I'm never coming back to this church, you know. Blah, 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 blah. And yet, you had one lady say, "I never liked you." Yeah, <laughs> she didn't. Yeah, for a lot of years, and she did leave. That one did leave, but she was here for like ten years. But sometimes, being firm, uh, you know, I think I'm pretty kind. It's like, girl, I know where you are. I've been there before, but you can't stay like that. You can't keep, like you say, you can't keep complaining. You can't keep talking bad about this person or that person. And, and you are it's, kind, and your heart is always in the right place. Oh. I got to tell you, anybody that doesn't like you who's got some issues they need to deal with. <laughs> well, thank you. Because you genuinely love people. I really do, and I want I want them to know Jesus and get better, and and to love conviction like me. You know, because <laughs> we, we're a hot mess together, but let's get let's get fixed by Jesus together. I'm not going to stay back there in in the morass. I'm not going to stay back there in in talking about all the bad things that happened to you. Some of those people, I say this all the time. Some of those people that did that, they're dead and gone. They're, it's not happening today. Let it go. You know, and I know the enemies right there are always pushing the play button and then stop and rewind and play it up. But we really do have the power, walking in the spirit, not the flesh, to stop that. Yeah. You know, Paula, one of the biggest complaints that we get from people when we talk to them about these things, well, well, if I do that, people are going to take advantage of me. And I always tell people, and this is one of the things that people have gotten really angry with me over for the years, um, um, you can't be a victim if you're willing to be. You can't be taken advantage of yeah. if you're willing to be. Yeah. And Jesus on that cross, he yep. could have come down. He could have called 12 legions of angels. Jesus on that cross, people spitting in his face, uh, he is the example that we're to follow. And he doesn't ask us to do anything that's as difficult as he had to do. Yeah. 
But we, we've got to understand, look, if the worst thing that can happen to me is that somebody takes advantage of me. In light of eternity, does I'm, it really matter? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you, what's your T-shirt say? <laughs> Which one? I got but, one of them. But did you oh, die? But did you die? That's <laughs> right. But did you die? Yeah. And, and, you know, we feel like, well, people are going to they're, they're gonna win. Well, They're going to think they're right. Yeah, they're going to think they're right. Well, yeah. it's okay. God will deal with them. Yeah. But what God wants to do is deal with us. Yeah. And, and we've got to remember that, that winning, Jacob wrestling with Jesus, yeah. is losing. Is losing. He, he, he tried to win all night, mm-hmm. and it almost cost him everything. <laughs> and finally, when he realized the power that he was trying to get away from, he, he's the one who held on. And he won by surrendering, and that's the same thing that we do. And and for me personally, Paula, I go through um, my when I'm praying for people. Lord, I know you love this person. I know you love this person, infinitely so, and I want to love them with your heart, and I want them to experience your love for them. And when you're praying for people like that, genuinely, a supernatural move of God's Spirit occurs in your life, and then you're usable. You're no longer quenching the spirit. You're no longer making excuses for not being used by the Lord. You're usable. You're genuinely usable. And that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Anything anything else in the next 30 seconds? Those people who come to third service, sorry if I offended you. I'll see you third service. God bless you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you've been listening to the Word of Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.